when you know you're better, but that other chick bought the premium pack. <laughs> that's, that's pay to win. Nerd on. What is everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the Podcast. You didn't need, but you deserve. We're all levels of nerd are welcome. I'm going to try to read this and look at the camera at the same time. So those of you watching the YouTube video, buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) A life lived untrue to itself is a life wasted. And even heroes can be idiots. Today, we are diving into the four-time Oscar-winning film loosely based on the Crane Iron Pentology book series with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Now, real real quick, we are doing this because the movie is 20 years old. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 20 years old. And still slept on to this day. It is. (laughs) So slept. Man, but hard agree. Yeah, before we start stuff off, I'm Corey. I'm Tom. I'm Caitlin. And I am Josh. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation. That is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun perks. Like you get uh, early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. You get access to uh, private channels on our Discord server that only Nerd On Nation members get access to. Uh, And you also get what we call the Nerd on Nudge, on our other weekly show, The Nerd on Update, in which we answer questions from you, the people. And if you are a Nerd on Nation member, you get your questions answered first. It's really cool. So check that out. Uh, Check out that Patreon. It does, I mean, another thing is is it helps us to grow, get better, create more content, because we love doing this. And Mm -hmm. that that support helps us. So check it out, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. And check out that Discord, by the way, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. And check it out. Check it out. Uh, big shout out to our partners, Apogee and Odyssey. Apogee have equipped us with the hype mic. Um, it's a fantastic, versatile microphone that anytime somebody rec- wants a recommendation for a USB microphone, I'm always like, check out that hype mic. Uh, it can be used on mobile devices, it can be used on Mac, it can be used on PC, and we use it for pretty much all of the content that we are creating in current times. So I use it for gaming, to yeah. be honest with you. It's pretty great. It's pretty dope. And GL. Pretty dope, pretty dope. And check out Odyssey, uh, Odyssey headphones. They have these that we are working with, the LCD ones, but they also have a whole line of pretty amazing headphones they have the Mobius headphone that is their 7.1 headphone that I have actually used to mix 5.1 things. And they also have their new um, their new product, the Pemrose, uh, which is specific to gaming for Xbox, PC, and uh, PlayStation. Uh, mm-hmm. Two different models. I they want look, it. Yeah, I, I want it. it. Uh, we may or may not uh, be able to play with them soon. Anyway. I uh, want it. So uh, I check- got that Xbox one. Give it to me. Gives it to me. I got the Xbox One too, though. (laughs) I'm too excited. Uh, But yeah, check them out. Odyssey (laughs) headphones. They are dope people to work with. Um, Great customer service. Check them out. Great product. And that, that is the housekeeping 
Shall we get on to this epic masterpiece that is Crouching Move Tiger? Move it along. Yes, Move right along. so much to talk about this movie. Footloose and fancy free. Getting there is half the fun. No? No one? <laughs> Muppet movie. No big get deal. Get DMCA'd right now. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that you think I was singing it that well. Yes. Always, Corey. Your dulcet tones bring joy to my life. So, Tom, ah. what's next? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's next, guys? Um, so, everyone listening, welcome to the show. But also, Hi. we're going to talk about our two next, uh, our two following segments, which is um, it, it's pretty fun. It's pretty loud. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the show, we are going to rate this uh, film because it's one film. Uh, there's another film, but we don't talk about that film. Um, uh, we might one day, if you ask, uh, nicely. And, uh, so right now that brings us to our first segment, which is Guess Guess That that Grump. Dancing tiger, dating dragon, fighting, flying, bamboo fashion, prepare to count down. That's, that's sorry, Tom. That's, those I actually are all, tried no, to follow yours a little bit that time. It didn't well, go well. Those are well, all the emotions you're going to get when you watch the film. Yeah. If you've never watched yeah. it before, set to uh, the theme of Rocket Power from Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, but also you're crying in the background. There's a little bit of rock going on. Yeah, a little um, bit. Yeah, if you've never watched Crash and Tiger Hidden Dragon, uh, don't be worried because this is a spoiler free uh, segment until we get to our favorite parts. Don't be worried. Um, don't be worried. Be, um, happy. be happy now. Um, so guess that grump is where we're going to go around the digital uh, screens here. You should be watching on YouTube. And guess who's going to have the lowest number from his rating from zero out of five. No matter how high the number is, the lowest won't be the grump for the week. Since I always explain and I always change it up, I'm going to guess first. Yeah. And I am going to guess that it's tough. Josh okay. will be the grump for the week. <gasps> That's me. All right, Josh, who you got? This you really is. You got, you got 10 bucks. Who you laying it down on? I am going to guess that it will be, ah, oh, this is hard because I kind of know people's feelings. Uh, Caitlin. I'm going to choose Caitlin. Oh, okay, Caitlin, buddy. Ca- that awful no Caitlin was like, This is like, <laughs> Caitlin's like, you've one. chosen poorly. Don't bury the lead too much. Caitlin, who you got? Who you got your I money on? I picked Josh. <laughs> Mainly because you held that face for way too long. When you were when you got picked by Tom, why, why didn't you choose me or Corey, Kaylin? I I fucking wonder, Tom. <laughs> mm. Why wouldn't I pick you but, on this movie you've talked about incessantly? But maybe our listeners could pick us, and how can they do that, Corey? Well, I still need to vote first, but um, <laughs> and then I could tell you. But you're not a real host, Corey. I'm just the guy who takes the notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Play the guy who does the show. <laughs> now I kind of just want to spite vote Tom just to get yeah, him on the board. Do but, it. Um, do it. See what no. happens. No. Uh, Square well, up. Josh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Josh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, so to answer your previous question, Tom, how can people vote? Well, if you become a part of the Nerd On Nation today, you could become our guess that grumper gas gas fed. Gas grass fed. fed. For Kano, no, but grass I said fed. gas fed. Tree. Gas is it diesel or unlighted? Grass fed, gluten free, grain high. Uh, guess that gator grumper guesser. I like how you look like you're reading something. Like we have branded this. <laughs> no, we have it's not. Just, I'm looking from into my own brain. Got it. Okay, great. Um, cool, cool, so cool, cool, if cool. you want to participate in polls where you can guess that grump, you could join the Neural Nation. So this is essentially what I'm saying with all that. Um, and the Neural Nation has spoken, guys. 
And I love y'all. And they voted for me. <laughs> and I love y'all. But man, <laughs> y'all probably going to be wrong. Um, so that's a vote for me. Meaning, Tom, you will be giving your rating first. And mm. then it will be Caitlin and I. Uh, and then Josh last. All right. So that's that's the, them's the nuts. Okay. <laughs> what? I like to bust them. Is that a phrase? Um, oh, Tom. Uh, it isn't. It's in it, when you get the nut on like in poker. Oh, I try to get the nut all the time. Yeah. Got it. All right. Then we move on to something else. It's not what it means. It's not what it means. So, for our next segment, which is going to be the complete spoiler of this last segment, um, is going to be our initial reactions and our first impressions talking about uh, the film. Uh, Again, spoiler free. Corey wants to go first? I do want to go first. Go ahead. I do. Okay, go. Um, Patreon, thank you so much for supporting us. Listen. (laughs) Uh, I. You're the real one. <laughs> no, to, to preface this, why it actually might have been an educated guess is because when I first saw, I saw, I saw this when it first came out. What year was that exactly? That was. I was young. The year 2000. 2000. Okay. It's 20 old. So I was 11, right? I didn't understand what I was watching. And I wasn't, I wasn't like unfamiliar with subtitled films. So I, it wasn't lost on me. They were like, why can't I understand them? Um, you know, <laughs> like I, I love, I love Patrick Frog. Willems, but oh, he had yeah. this bit where he was like, kids our age were like, oh, in like 10 minutes because of rush hour, I know they're going to fast forward to America and it's going to take place there. And it didn't. Um, I, 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 thanks to shout out to my dad, Jolie. I was used to shout foreign out. films. Uh, but I remember how beautiful it was and how cool the fight scenes were, but I got none of the subtext when I was young. You were like and fight to be, scenes. I yeah. mean, honestly, that first fight scene, I was like, "Oh my god, you can do this! People, you can make, you can put this on film, and people will pay you to watch it." Like, I don't, I'm going to be a filmmaker um, with Tom. And so, fast forward to watching it for this was like I only watched it one other time in between then and now, so it's not a film that I've revisited a ton. But having watched it now, taking notes, paying attention, with the edumacation I've got from life and watching films, uh, holy shnikes. That's all I'll My say. favorite shoes. Um, f- who wants to go next? Tom. I'll go next. All right. Um, go Josh. <laughs> all right, everybody. I'll go next. So <laughs> I was 11 <laughs> when this film came out. <laughs> so I ahead, was 15 when this movie came out, and... This is one of those few movies that I remember seeing it in the theaters. Like, I remember the experience because when I was a kid, my dad and I had a tradition that I was with him on Christmas Day and we would go see a movie. Huh? Tradition. 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 Um, (laughs) Tradition. We would go see a movie and that particular Christmas, we chose Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. I remember being completely just enthralled and watching the movie just like much like what Corey said, like, holy shit. This is, a, I mean, I remember the whole world going, holy shit. My dad fell asleep, but that he doesn't really get um, fantasy films. He doesn't really sure. want to watch those. So, um, but I, I, I loved it. Transfer 20 years. I haven't seen it since then. And I watched it a couple of times in prep for this episode. And again, like Corey said, like, then I was like, oh, fight scenes, these are cool. Now I'm like, oh, there's so much meaning here. Mm -hmm. This is, 
wonderful. This is their subtext. It's like Shakespeare with fight scenes. Yeah. It's like. I actually found myself enjoying like not the fight scenes more. Yeah. The fight scenes. There was so much to it. So I just have to say that whoever voted for me. (laughs) And sentence. And sentence. We'll get there. All of us voted for you. All of us. Yeah. Josh, all of us. Yeah. Look around. Look around the the, the room. <laughs> all Everyone. of us. Everyone voted for you. All uh, of us. Um, so my first experience watching this movie was to get ready for this episode. Holy oh. mo- wow. I had never seen it before. Not a single time. I'd only heard of it and um, like seen the commercials that popped up for the movie um, when it was going to theaters. So this was quite an experience. And hilariously enough, at the very end of the movie, I remember very vividly the first thing I said is, what? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, what? Josh yeah. Right. right. Um, but I really liked it. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> to great what applause. Of <laughs> course, like, yeah. She we didn't say, saw it she didn't say, I liked the movie. She said, I really liked it. So it means, yeah, that's a four point. So this is your first time <laughs> watching it. I just want to say, as to quote uh, Ginger, scary, sporty, posh, and baby, spice up your life. Add these movies to your to your list, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that it didn't. It didn't feel like something that came out in 2000. It feels mm-hmm. like something that came out like now. Did you watch the 4K? I have no idea. Remaster? Because I did, and <laughs> fuck. <laughs> My experience was um, amazing. I don't think so, because it, it's on, uh, I think Amazon it's on Prime. Amazon Prime right now. I think so they gave just, you the 4K version. Yeah, Amazon uh, Prime is the 4K version. Oh, then mm-hmm. I lucked out. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful regardless. Even if it wasn't, even if it was pixelated and my internet connection was shabby, I would still be like, this is beautiful. Mm. This is beautiful. Um, That's a whole discussion we can get into film versus digital and what you can do with that. But Oh, yeah. Uh, ah, and, uh, mm-hmm. I think that might be a Abed talk. <laughs> but uh, it, it was some things that could have felt very easily cheesy did not. Um. And there's even a point where you're like, are they doing that? And then they do it and you're like, I'm so I'm glad that they did. I'm not mad about that. I'm not mad that they did that right now. There is, I mean, uh, this is a small tangent just on that point. There is a thing I love about actors that they can do and, and certain filmmakers. It's the reason Jeff Daniels was cast in Dumb and Dumber. He's a serious actor. And hey, Jim Carrey fought super hard to get Jeff Daniels because he wasn't playing into the joke. He was playing this guy as actually being well, an idiot. You play the joke seriously. Yeah, believing 100% what he was doing was smart and the right thing to do. And he's the only person Jim Carrey was like, in the audition was like, him. I want him. Uh, wow. And that's, I feel like that, that's here because I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest, like, it's goofy. Yeah, oh, yeah. If anyone wasn't 100% committed to walking on bamboo and treating it like it's a normal thing, it wouldn't work. Anyway, can, sorry, that's my tangent. No, the, I mean, I, I am in absolute full agreement with you there because, like, so it's much goofy. of this, so <laughs> much of this could have been super goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fight scenes were beautiful and amazing, but also they could have been goofy too. Yeah. Um, and they weren't. 
they were really fucking cool. So I I wanted to start talking about stuff, but I don't want to spoil anything. It's an I gotta do genre. my synopsis. Or, I like I the do movie, guys. Yeah. It's there. All right. Um. Okay. So really uh, I watched it. I was nine. No, nine, ten. I don't know. I was ninety-one. Whatever. Uh, I was ten years old, probably. Um. And uh, yo, everyone listening, if you're not Asian or if you're not this kind of Asian, I'm gonna tell you a secret. Asian families that are not from America don't like to watch shit and pay money for it. I think the first time I watched this was on a VCD. If you don't know what a VCD is, it's not a bootleg camcorder, like in a movie theater. This is like someone somehow stole the film reel, digitized (laughs) it, and made it into like a VHS, but on a CD. So like you pop that in, there is no menu. It just plays. Um, I think that's pretty much the first, and you remember this because it was on a, it was in a clear little plastic bag. Um, it had a written, <laughs> it had a written it, label. No, it had, no, it had printed it's artwork. Boot, essentially bootleg. This is, this is print artwork. This, like it's, it's, it's cheap. Somebody committed. It's, it's not, it's not gaudy, but, uh, that, that's just how it is. Um, and I think that's the first time I watched it, it was on a VCD and I remember my parents were like about it. And I think, yeah, to Corey's point, The Matrix had come out. You know, I've been watching, like, American action films. I'd seen Jack Chan's First Strike, Rumble and Brock's, all those Hong Kong films as well. Um, but then, you know, like, you got The Rush Hours and The Schwarzeneggers and all that, blah, blah, blah. But um, my on my dad's side, um, he and, and they, they would watch, like, uh, you know, what is considered wuxia or wuxia mm-hmm. um, films or shows, which is pretty much like the fighting and acting style of this. Um, Not really the acting style, but more the fighting style where people are flying around. And for me, as a kid who's watching Dragon Ball Z, it was just the literal translation, right? I was like, that's fine. Whatever. You're just watching it. You won't acknowledge my thing because mine's a cartoon. Yours is like just as stupid. That's fine. Um, (laughs) That's fine. It's fine. That's fine. It's fine. fine. I'm Um, furious. furious But as as a kid, it was just like, okay, there's there's the American version or like here's the mainstream Hollywood version of what my parents normally watch. Um, And uh, I remember it was just like there was two schools of cool if you were a kid, right? And so like – there's all the people who love the Matrix, and there's a lot of people who like Crushing Tiger and Dragon because you know mm. even then there was rivalries for no reason. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I watched this, I'd watch this film later on, and I never really wanted to go back to it because I think as a boy, um, I didn't care for the romantic subplots that mm. the film had. Um, and then I rewatched the film mm. for college, and it was to it was actually to study subtext in foreign cinema, and um, that's when. I watched it and I had to write a report on it. And I was like, what the fuck? Did I watch a different movie? Why? You're like, what am I, Professor New Eyes? This is a whole new thing to me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I was just like, oh my God. And then I had watched, uh, so I watched it for class under, you know, after taking some curriculum and then, you know, watched it with a different, you know, perspective um, and saw what it's trying to say and what it was trying to do. And uh, newfound love towards it, you know, it's kind of like the moral of the story. But, um, you know, I watched it, I've watched it several times between then, which was like 2012 or 2011 till now. Um, and I watched it twice in prepara- preparation for this. And I started watching the sequel on Netflix, which we don't talk about. Um, and um, 
I it's it's it, I love I love the film. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite films, probably of all time. I think um, because I think I know where it, what it's doing and what it's trying to go for, and I just really appreciate the master craftsmanship of doing it. Mm. Um, so um, that's it. That's my that's me. Um, so now we'll 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 <laughs> switch gears and go into um, our brief synopsis and our and production. So, uh, so a brief synopsis will be read by me. Um, in the 19th century, Qing Dynasty China, a warrior, Chao Yanfat, gives his sword Green Destiny to his lover, mm. Michelle Yeo, to deliver to safekeeping. Mm. But it is stolen, and the chase is on to find it. The search leads to the house of Yu, where the story takes place on a whole different level. That's, That's it. it. No spoilers, babe. That's it. No spoilers. Dun, dun, um, dun. Yeah. The production, um, so it's distributed by Sony Pictures Releasing, um, that is responsible for distributing Spider-Man, all of the Spider-Man films, um, The Shawshank oh. Redemption, yes. <laughs> and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, director is Ang Lee, who has uh, done films from Life of Pi, Lu- uh, Lust, Caution, and Sense and Sensibility. Um, producers, Bill Kong, uh, who has worked on films such as uh, House of Flying Daggers, Fearless, Curse of the Golden Flower. Su Lee Kong, uh, who's worked on films Fling by Night, The Personals, Tonight Nobody Goes Home. And Ang Lee, who has produced films such as mm. The Ice Storm, Tyrant, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. The writers, um, uh, Huang, Huang, Lee, Huang Hu Ling, uh, who's written films such as Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, Legend of the Demon Cat, The Crossing, James Seamus, uh, who's worked on films such as The Hulk, Corey's favorite, um, Taking Woodstock and Pushing Hands. This is Incredible The Incredible Sulk. Sulk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do have some words I want to say about that because I am pretty harsh on it. But yeah. um, And Koo uh, Jung Sai, uh, who's wor- written films such as uh, Water's Origin, The King of Drama, and A Thousand Good Nights. The cast, um, as previously mentioned, Michelle Yeoh. Uh, is from Tomorrow Never Dies, Kung Fu Panda, Crazy Rich Asians. Some few. She's a long history of film, but some from my American brethren and sisters. She's a legend. Right now. Yeah. Um, Chow Yun-Fat from Replacement Killers, Dragon Ball Evolution. You know what I'm saying? Um, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Um, uh, Zhang Zhi uh, from uh, The Grandmaster, Members of Geisha, and Rush Hour 2. Uh, mm-hmm. Cheng Chen uh, from Happy Together, upcoming Dune film. Mm! Uh, three t- <laughs> And then film three times. Uh, si Hung Lung uh, from The Wedding Banquet, uh, Pushing Hands, and The Touch. Uh, Cheng Pei Pei uh, from uh, Lit... Lilting, yeah, Lilting, uh, the Disney Plus Mulan film, and uh, Come Drink With Me. Uh, release date for the film, uh, officially May 18th, 2000, at the Cannes Fil- Con Film Festival, and then World uh, US got it in December 8th, 2000. Um, the runtime is 120 minutes. Uh, budget was $17 million, and it grossed $213.5 million. Um, and the Rotten oh Tomato score God. is 97% from critics of 157 users. And 86% from an audience of uh, 427, 391 users. Okay, so 24% of the people didn't understand the film, and they're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So it it. did okay. It did all right. It still seemed seemed pretty well. Um, Now that brings us to our favorite parts, our favorite characters, our qualms, and then our ratings. So this is all going to be spoiler full, everyone. So go watch it. So go watch it. Bust out that Amazon Prime. They're not paying us, but cut the check, Amazon. Um, Go watch it today, (laughs) and uh, we'll talk about it soon. So we'll we'll see you then. But now, let's do it. Let's Favorite parts. If you have seen the movie, here we go. (sighs) 
Uh, I mean, I would. Uh, the first fight is like it's such a taken off point where the chase, uh, where she steals the sword and um, she's being chased through the through the through the city, and you get to see the wire foo as they called it for the first time, um, and the fight between her uh, uh, and Michelle Yeoh is just like. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful so dance, good. and I think it's it it just sets the tone where you're like, oh oh, okay yeah yeah let's do this let's do this more. <laughs> Especially the, um, the my favorite part of that particular fight is when they're kind of they're I obviously don't know the terms, but they're they're doing something with their hands, and Michelle Yeoh pushes her hand back and like forces uh, Jen mm-hmm. back, and it's just like it establishes the power. That is there. Yeah. Of like, I mean, there's an. Oh, damn. Ang Lee, there's an entire sequence where it's just their feet. Oh, I love fighting. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's on paper. If you were to just say that to someone, they'd be like, the fuck are you talking about? They have a little foot fight. If you just went up to someone, you're like, oh, man, the part where it's just their feet when they're fighting. Dang. But when you watch <laughs> it, you're like, oh, my God, this is I've never seen something like this before. So that yeah. first fight for me, especially, is just like wonderful. Is is absolutely one. It might it. It is my second favorite fight in the whole film. Um, um I already know what the first. One uh, is. I was just gonna say. I think the the next fight between Jen and you when they're so that's the unarmed fight, the armed fight, um, also known as the armory fight. The armory Ooh. fight. Um, I love that fight. So, yeah. I just I love. Yes. Um. I also like that there's a little bit of comedy in it. I like that there's... flops back with the giant mm-hmm. weighted hammer thing. I love watching these two women fight together. They're just so... The thing about this film that I... Like an overarching thing that I love is I love the fluidity. Not just like the wire foo that we're talking about, but it's just the no, yeah. the fluidity of their bodies, of everything the dance that they're of it doing. All. Yeah. Um, but I love... I got to shout out this YouTube comment that I saw... Um, because I wanted to rewatch this fight, just this fight. And this YouTube comment was, when you know you're better, but that other chick bought the premium pack. <laughs> that's that's pay to win. That yeah. is some pay to win bullshit of yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to, you know. I've got the it. sword of destiny, but I am, you are so much better. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, And then it, that leads into the bamboo scene that is just, mm. the greens, like. Leave Mumbai, baby. I never knew how much I like the color green until you watch this movie and you're like, that's pretty. That's. I think Anglia even said in in a in an interview that like, um, what what do you like to do with movies? What do you like to have in movies? And he goes, anything green. I like green. <laughs> That's why I did the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. He said that All that the movie gave want, him baby. nightmares too. Going green. You know what? I'm gonna this is my I'm gonna sidetrack it here because we've brought right, up the do, Hulk do, twice do now. I I I I have been vocally harsh on this film. Without saying, I do respect what he was trying to do with it. I, I think, will say I liked the comic book panels. Yeah. As an adult, now I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. You know, it's like, it's kind of dumb, but it's kind of cute. That's what I mean. It, that's what I mean. I think it, I got to give him credit for risking a lot and doing something vastly different from what. I mean, comic book movies were not mainstream yet. And yeah. they hadn't figured out, for How better or for worse, it. they hadn't figured out. A formula to it yet yeah. and how it how it can be told so i gotta give props to Angley for taking something very early on and taking a high risk with very little reward and i i as much as i think that movie is is needs a lot of work it missed the mark i do respect what he was aiming for um 
So now that apology done by Corey, my favorite part uh, is um, it's the romantic the regrets. Shit. It's oh, I, I, oh I love, I'm shocked. What Tom like so, romance? So the funny thing is, uh, Ang Lee will say that he doesn't have like a quote unquote continuity between his films. And so like, let's talk a little bit about auteur theory. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, you know, what an auteur is. And a lot of people disapprove the auteur theory in itself. Um, so yeah. auteur theory is pretty much like, you know, there is a single signature of a writer or a filmmaker um, when he makes a film and there's quote unquote the sole responsibility for the creative vision of it. Whereas, you know, you work with hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people and you create a bunch of jobs and you work in different countries. So how the hell can you control every aspect of it? Right. Um, I think there is a sense of theory where it can't be so rigid. And I think there is a little bit of that in this film is that rigidity in your life is you know, causes suffering. Um, and then rigidity and how you think like Corey causes you to make apologies in the future. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what I really, no regrets. Uh, no, yep, exactly. Um, and, uh, Ang Lee's, Ang Lee's, uh, kind of overarching thing is repression. Mm-hmm. Um, is that there's always some sense of repressed emotion, like the Hulk, um, and, um, in all his other films as well. So in here, I love the Limubai and Yu story where mm-hmm. it's just, you know, they are so noble and they understand where they are in the world that they can't simply have the luxuries of living a normal life because they've chosen the the warrior's path. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically you know, Batman probably wanting to give up the Batman life and then being like, I can't yet. Yeah. So I'm a, I, I'm a I, sucker I really for some that. symbolism, but to that, what you're talking about. Uh, when they're sitting in that kind of hut-looking thing, but it's oh. a concrete. Oh, oh yes, hut. and the square. And this, it's mm-hmm. like it, it's just like a very rigid concrete hut, and then on the outside is this beautiful forest. And they're talking about how they they've led their lives, and like it opens up. Did you with at that. home get that? Did you yeah, get that? At it home? Symbolism with, with him looking at the frame, and it's like as if he was looking at a picture, but it's not. He's looking at the world outside of his. Where's my triangle? Confines. Ding. Yeah, symbolism. And it's it, it's <laughs> oh, and that, that's the thing. Again, it's like mise en scène, very like simple the, mise en scène, guys. And they set it up beautifully. There's one line that kind of sets the whole thing up, where she's like, "That's why you came, right?" And he's like, "I didn't know about the sword being stolen until I got here." And, and you're like, like, "But why did you come?" And then, but and then the the good writing, but someone shows up, mm-hmm. and then at the end, when he says, "I wasted," I've already wasted my whole life. You're just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the, the well, line. Yeah, to to extend that point, one of my favorite. She shows like, up what thirty seconds late. Yeah, who knows? Who knows how late? But yeah. it was. I would rather be a ghost drifting by your side as a condemned soul than enter heaven without you. Because your love, I will never be a lonely spirit. <sighs> and I was just like, and and I I was. Tom oh. was a puddle on the ground I, in tears. I, <laughs> I, I say this. I've said this. Really, like, there's few movies I get up after when I'm laying in bed and I start watching. It's like that was when I got him. He's hugging his <laughs> pillow. He's got his blanket over his no, head. No, I'm like, oh, like it's it's it, no, it's Tom's like, up. And he's like, it's it's like um when <laughs> you play crying. video games and you're on the last life and then you you lean forward and you're like, okay, yeah, move <laughs> that controller just maybe um, it'll help. One of my favorite parts that that has to do with that whole storyline is the governor telling you that next time he sees the Mumbai. He's basically gonna like beat him for being an idiot if he doesn't like. He's gonna get mm, earful. Yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he doesn't say that he's ready to love you, then I'm gonna. I'm. I'm over. I'm over it. 
And I'm not even that involved. <laughs> Literally everyone I'm is over, over it. it for you. It's, it's it's the opening of the episode where the heroes can be idiots. And uh, that's yeah. Sir Tay. You know, he's talking about it. And I, I love, he kind of reminded me of my cabbages because he was like, kind of like, yeah. It was like my it was like my my home is turning into a warehouse. They take it, they, they bring they put it, back, it back, and they take <laughs> it again. <laughs> I was like, gosh, he was, but great. he's such a nice guy, and he's like a good person, and like he was a good friend of both of them. So like, obviously, he's like the quote unquote the protector of the land. Mm-hmm. But um, also, uh, one thing I really enjoyed watching it with twenty twenty eyes, um, it passes the Bechtel test. Mm-hmm. Pretty well with flying colors. Oh yeah. Um, and it's the that's the one dragons. thing I really enjoyed was the story of Michelle Yeoh's character and Zhang Ziyi's character. Where it was just like there is this woman who is looking out for another woman because she longs for the life that you know Jenny has. She has. And uh, it's it's crazy because like there's levels of admiration going from one side, but then levels of like I wish I could have had the life you had, and like. You have someone that you love that can be there with you, but in all honesty, what's going to really make you happy is to be true to who you are, which is indicative of the ending. Because as a kid, I definitely did not understand the ending. And as an adult, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like freedom and to be free and to not be, live by anyone. And uh, Corey talked about it in the the green, the digital green room about the 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 meaning of crouching tiger hidden dragon mm-hmm. you know that there's masters always waiting in the wings and stuff like that so it's kind of like you know be stay vigilant and like that's her character's arc is that like everyone wants her to do something other than what she wants to do and uh, I was just like oh my god but then there's Michelle Yeoh's character who's like bitch like sometimes it's like the things that people want for you are, are good things, but it's like, mm-hmm. you won't really appreciate it unless you go out and do your own thing first. And it's like, yeah, oh my God. the, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, people praise, you know, I mean, rightfully so don't, I don't want to take any credit away from this, but Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot for being like, finally a strong female lead. And you're like, yo, 20 years ago, it happened. It Crazy like, there was two, was there was pretty, two, pretty we had two of them. There were two, <laughs> but um, y'all slept on it. Yeah. Because it has subtitles. Yeah. Um, I mean, another. I, you can go. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I just really enjoyed the entire like going out into the desert to get her comb mm. situation. Yeah, that it's whole such, she, such, like, such an anime girl just thing. All of it. Yeah, she's super like <laughs> ridiculous. I just it was just great, and she's just being a pouty brat the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until she chills out and is like, oh, I don't have to be a butt about any of this, I guess. But it's still my comb. Mm-hmm. Like, but- and then it becomes this symbol of like, you know, the a thing that they share. And then she's like, I'll get it back or you can keep it for now. And Well, it provides cute. a little bit of like a cautionary tale, right? Because at first when we first meet Jen, it's like, okay, I'm this like prissy girl who like is like restricted. So it's like feels Disney princess, right? Mm-hmm. But then when we get that backstory, it's like, oh, she got a taste of what freedom was. Yeah. And then so she gets so back into resentful. reality. A little, like, it, well now yeah and she longs for that life and she likes like she looks up to you know the warriors and um you know when she gets the green destiny what does she do she lashes out just like a kid you know she starts fights all the time and she's a prodigious warrior <laughs> she's um so she's good. highly capable and uh you know it's I like that, that you use the word prodigious i love yeah. that she's just like 
Your name is stupid and I hate you. Come fight me. Yeah. <laughs> Come fight um. me, bro. And and uh, that's there there okay. And so I'm going to bring up real some real quick. I know Josh, you had a point, but I got to bring this up real quick. Uh we were going to record this a while ago and then we moved it, but then when we did, Corey and I were like juiced. And when we were, we were like, yo, what this could this is like the Star Wars movie. You, we didn't need, or we didn't deserve, but we we got, and yeah. it was it's it's Limubai is like Qui Gon, Jen is like Anakin, and there's like you know the, like he sees this like potential Good within and her, evil. And, and like the 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 training at Wudan, which is like they'll never take a woman. He's like they'll take her, and I was like oh oh like Limubai, who's just like so Jedi, is just like I'm out, but baby, like I don't need this more powerful sword. It's a green sword. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Lightsaber. No, uh, it's, no. I just I read that you online. Got so where passionate was, about it. Somebody was just, like George Lucas. Nobody can make a better Star Wars movie. Ang Lee, hold my beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hold my bamboo. Um, another scene that's kind of like that that Jedi training moment is when. Um, uh, Master Lee, Li, Li Mubai, is putting Jen kind of in her place with a stick. Mm-hmm. I just like, so oh, I just watched him I mean, and I was like, like oh, he is so just... badass. Yeah. He also sets up for the ending too, there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm that when, whenever he said the you have to throw yourself away to find yourself, I was like, oh, that's going to be relevant later. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to hurt later. Well, also, the story with the mountain and the boy who made a wish. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, they like hand it to you in a couple different ways. Yeah. Um, my two absolute favorite parts, like, like hands down, little things, the minutia of minutia. things. So the, the dropping cup. So it's all about oh, yeah, the uh, you being a detective and the calligraphy, and, and and like basically basically calling her out in front of everyone with only her and and her. You know what I mean? Like it's just between that only they knew. But she's everyone's not trying to make a big deal out of it. She's so trying the to dropping help her. of the cup, and she catches it perfectly, and she's like, "They haven't caught her yet." And you're like, "Oh," uh, and then yeah, the the handwriting dexterity where she's like watching how steady her hand is and being like. Bitch, it's you. <laughs> it's always been you. Um, I, I, th- that, I mean, I don't want to, yeah, we'll get into favorite characters later, but like that whole sequence of her figuring it out is, I was enthralled every time she was on, I was like, she knows, she doesn't know, she knows, she doesn't know, she knows, she definitely knows. Okay, she knows. That drop in cup <laughs> scene, I probably re- rewound and watched like six times because it's like, it's so smooth it's and it's shot so smooth. well and the insert is so well, I don't know, it's all good. Like yeah, just yeah, with the calligraphy, it's like oh, you're like, isn't it crazy that calligraphy is also really good like sword fighting? Mm-hmm. And then she just ignores like, oh, do you want some? T-? What do you <laughs> like? What do you mean? Like, what are you, what are you like, talking mm-hmm. about? It's like she she Nothing. and that's the thing where if you're watching and engaging, you know she knows. Yeah. Oh yeah. She already course. knows, and she's like just early like, on. I'm here to tell you that I know. I'm trying to drop breadcrumbs so you yeah. know that she's, I know without actually saying it. Well, and that is that not the name of the movie? Like that yeah. these hidden masters are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like and and for the people that are around them, they have no idea. They're like, "Oh, she almost dropped her cup, but she caught it." That was Oh, neat. that's uh, what an accident. Like, yeah, oh, essentially she, just because you can't see it doesn't mean danger isn't nearby. Is what the yeah. title of the movie means. Yeah. There's one one thing I really like about the film and it, it, it could be based on the book and all that stuff. Like it there we recently we talked we did V for Vendetta. Uh, a while ago, and there's a conversation about revenge versus love in Count of Monte Cristo, where here, 
Lee Mubai chooses love over revenge because at the beginning of the film, he talks about like, I have to go, you know, avenge my master and kill the Jade Fox. But then he's like, I think I'm probably, that's behind me now. And I want to just travel the world. Yeah. And there's that. So close. It's the, you know, quote unquote, you know, you know, we've seen the stereotype of like, it's the cop's last shift, you know, and then he gets pulled back into for one last thing. And then, yeah. And it's, he has that heartbreaking line of like being like, I thought giving this away would, would, would free myself, but no matter where this sword goes, it brings death and, and chaos. And it's like, like mm. he should have gotten a reverse plate sword, huh? Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Kenshin. This is a prequel to Kenshin. <laughs> <laughs> is it? No. Huh. I actually um, started watching the live action movies and we should talk about those sometime. Um, mm-hmm. My last like favorite thing is more of an overarching thing of the whole film and it's the sound design. But specifically, oh, yeah. oh. specifically the twang of the sword. When it's wobbling, it's like, and it's like, you, yeah, I just, it's very, you speed very, that up. What sound do you get? Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Lightsaber. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, that's how he used it. He used, he used a, 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 a basically. A metal rod? A metal, yeah. Wobbling metal. And then tweaked it up a little bit. If you ever hit a symbol, a crash symbol. And then put your ear real close to it. You hear a lightsaber sound. Mm-hmm. So it's it's literally Kaylin's, Star Wars. Kaylin, she doesn't even know what to... this is. Star Wars. It's always been Star Wars. We just <laughs> didn't know this was the crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Was the movie itself? It's kind of like it George Lucas took a lot from a Kur- Kurosawa or something. Almost, almost. Um, but uh, to that point as well, Josh, like the overarching thing, like over oh, the, the soundtrack, fights, the. F- the soundtrack is great. I, I think just the fights we talked a little bit about, but it's just like there is a sense of wide shots and being able to like not do camera tricks to make it look more powerful than it actually is because you're just watching it. And this is like it. it's again, it's nothing against American Hollywood action films, but Hollywood itself does not reward people that take longer times with fight scenes. And mm-hmm. to ask that point, it's like, you know, with you know, storytelling is like, well, what does a fight scene have to do with anything? Like, I yeah. don't want to watch a you know thirty minute long fight scene. It's like when it's done really well, you watch fucking fireworks. Like, it, so respect to Ang Lee for having the foresight and the I don't know what the what the other word I want to look for is, but essentially the like willpower to give these. Commitment. It's not high octane. Mm-hmm. It's not the, none of these fight scenes. Yeah, thank you, patience. None of these fight scenes are like, whoa, oh my God, it's happening. It's all happening at once. He'll let things breathe for a long time. And he has no problem having them in the middle of a fight start jumping from rooftop to rooftop for two and a half minutes with almost no sound underneath it except the shuffling of feet every time they touch the ground um, for a sec. Like I, that's it's it's not it's not about let's cut to every angle to make sure that this whole fight scene feels coverage. like your head spinning. Yeah. Like I, mean, another- I want you to see every movement. Another shout out to uh, Patrick Willems. I love what his one thing that he said was that the fight scenes are like musical numbers in a musical, like a good musical, like the musical numbers. They don't just come out of nowhere. It's like they have a purpose. Yeah, that's 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 what I was going to say was that like you if you watch the film and everyone who's on the show, if you watch the film again, now knowing everything like you see the emotional dynamic argument in those fight scenes. 
So like at the very beginning, there is this sense of like, is it peacetime now? Or is there going to be a warring new evil that like kind of reigns through the land that the warriors have to protect? And that's when you see Michelle Yeoh's character have to like chase um, Jen's character. And then Lee Mubai is kind of like, again, immediately seeing like that there will always need to be a protector. And he sees it in an unorthodox place. And it's Jen's trying to establish herself as powerful and strong, but it's under the tutelage of someone who is deceptive and evil. And so like all the different type of fights you see are like, are very indicative of how the character fights and then what is happening in the emotional state. So like the armory fight is one of the best fights because you could see the emotional stakes because it's when Michelle's character is like, that's it. I'm done. We're fighting. Our friendship is uh, no more friendship. It says. I also loved the idea that she had been hiding, that she had surpassed her master for like years. Yeah, it was, was, like, it was a heartbreaking moment. I didn't, I didn't moment, know how though. to cope that I could surpass you, and I mm. didn't. I didn't. I myself didn't know how to come to terms with it. I just kind of did it. Yeah. Well, there, there. To me, there's something I really like about really powerful dialogue, and I mean powerful as in like you know Nolan stuff, but I mean like this is this is like power fantasy stuff where there's a line where it's like you know get up, get up, so I could push you back down, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Where he, she says to Jade Fox, it's like. If I, even if I explain it to you, it would just be gibberish. Like, yeah. you don't have an un, a fundamental understanding of what these scriptures mean. I was like, ooh! So good! So, anyway, that, that, that was like burn. a goosebump scene for me. Where I was like, I think oh, shit. the talking about the fights is also, uh, again, in the same interview that I was watching with uh, Ang Lee, was, he was talking about how dancing is like going out, of yourself and fighting is pulling in. So it's very hard to um, do choreographed fight scenes because you're wanting to show all this fluidity of motion and show everything without it being like, you know, all body locked up into each other. Um, And that's why the one thing that I was like, this could have been really goofy, but it wasn't, was the like ribbon twirling as they disappeared. Uh. Because there were so many times where they would just like, you know, they would point their fingers in a direction and then they would fly that way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think this this film does a really good job of balancing the like fluidity Fantasy. movement out of dancing, but also the pulling in and strength of fighting. Mm-hmm. Like it has a very, very good balance of that. Um, that that's where it could have gone goofy. Like, if it went too much more into fluidity without the strength, it could have just been dance. We're dance fighting. Or, but if it went too into the like strength power moves, then it would have been like Dragon Ball Z. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it strikes a really perfect balance um, that I haven't seen done very much <laughs> at all. Um, favorite characters and favorite calls? characters. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I can. Okay, go ahead, Josh. Uh, number one favorite character is you. I just, yep. I just, yeah. I love her. I love, I, I just, I love her, her journey, what she's going through, the depth of it. There's just so much. And she's just so strong. And I love it. I love it. She's Bay. She is Bay. She, is. Days. she really Michelle is. Michelle Yeoh is, is, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to second that favorite character is. Do we not have a second favorite character? Oh. I didn't know if we could if we were gonna do side or or it's just, just second. Two overall. favorites. Okay, go ahead, Josh. I'll Finish yours. Sorry. Right. Uh, Lee Mubai. But I also he's I really a, like Jen because 
I just love watching her inner turmoil of just what she's going through, and they like there there is there like that anger that she has and what she's I think trying I said to prove, two. huh? <laughs> Kidding, I'm fucking with you because <laughs> he's like Lee. Oh, but I like Jen. I'm like, all right, this is three. <laughs> but fair. then there's Jade Fox, and then you got uh, the, no. for me. No one cares about your third option, Josh. Yeah, see how <laughs> it is, Corey. Like, see, see how it sounds somewhere else. Somewhere else? No, wow. it sounds good. That's what okay. we should be doing. Okay. It's two. Um, it's two. The one two. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you. I mean, Michelle Yeoh is. I'm. I'm a huge fan of of like pretty much any. I don't think she can do wrong in my book. She cannot do wrong. I think she is criminally underrated as an actress uh, and as an icon that she should be. Um, and then Jen, 100%. Um, their first fight scene, their armory fight scene, and all the moments in between the two of them, the, the sleuthing that you is doing to figure out who, who the, the new ninja in town is, uh, it's just a fantastic dance, uh, you know, physically and mentally that the characters go through. Um, and just the sharing their heartbreak together at the end, uh, not, not sharing it together, but in that moment of she was too late and you has lost the love of her life. Like that was really wonderfully done. Um, so those two really extra sad. And that part where she wakes up and she realizes she's being poisoned and she just, the water drops in her face. She's cleansing herself with the fucking past. Anyways, Caitlin, you gonna go for it? <laughs> Um, I mean you copy paste. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just great and cool and awesome and fun and wonderful, and also kind of dumb about the whole love thing, but um, in a lovable way. Um, and then low. Oh, dark cloud boy. Dark cloud boy. A little because, Aladdin, huh? A little diamond. Yeah, the rough? he's a little. Uh-huh. He's a little diamond in the rough. Uh-huh. He's a little Aladdin boy. He like. I didn't want to kidnap her. I just did. I, I had no interest in doing this, but she tracked happened. me down like a bloodhound, and I couldn't yeah. get her to go away. Um, and he could have been this terrible person, but instead he's like, listen, I'm going to feed you a little chicken, I'm going to give you a little milk, and I'm going to get you out of my hair. And then she's like, my comb. And he's like, oh, stop, though. And they he did still it. They saves They around the outskirts of Stockholm Syndrome without making it happen. Yeah. He what? They dance around, dance around Stockholm syndrome because of the fact that like he did not quote unquote physically kidnap her, but he had her within her care and he kept mm-hmm. something from her, which trapped her in that spot. Yeah, yeah. it, it trapped. If it if it had danced any further, but she had into the option that, to leave the entire yeah, time. the whole. So time. that's the dance. Yeah. So that's that's they they played with that just well enough, and he wasn't being like a creeper. Um, I was I, I had forgotten about that and I was like oh man did this part not age well but it did but it's it did Beauty and the Beast Crouching Tigers Hidden Dragons yeah yeah, yeah. right the right there <laughs> and I like that he's like not like he's he's grown up fighting and having to deal with scraps oh. and stuff so he like does really well in the fights with her even though she's like this when amazing she shows up to the camp and fucking kicks ass that first <laughs> jump kick where yeah. she gets like three of them in one I was like oh Oh. oh, all of that. I mean, I could oh. favorite parts is the whole movie. Let's be honest, but yeah. She's like, where's so, my comb? <laughs> uh, Everyone, um, if you lose a comb, you have all the right to do that. You have all the right. Just don't like fall in love with right. someone you shouldn't fall. Yeah, in love don't with. fall Tommy? in love with your captor if you yeah, because then you'll just jump it. off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, so that's your second. So me, uh, yeah. I think it's copy paste. Josh, it's uh, you, and then Lee Mubai. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just like them as characters because they provide um, a, a kind of mentorship, but also they're like 
these are heroes. These are like in terms of cinematic storytelling, like you look up to them because they don't talk about the glorification of fighting and being a warrior. Uh, they can whoop all the ass in the world, but they want that life that we have. As they want to not whoop all the ass in the world. You know, like it's their responsibility to do what's right. And it's pretty much their trade to, you know, fight people, you know, kill you gotta people. Gotta love Chai Fat, man. So, um, yeah. And I mean, shines like, in this movie. The, you know, uh, I think, you know, it's a big credit to him as a actor who's built a career being like the action guy and then take this more passive, like I can still whoop a lot of ass, but, you know, at peace and I want those days behind me. It yeah. was interesting uh, to read their, um, some of them did interviews about, because it's a specific dialect of mm-hmm. Mandarin that they're speaking, and he said that he had a hard time with it, which is yeah. it's very interesting mm-hmm. to me. I just did not know. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like English doing a guys. New York versus Southern versus yeah. California. Versus accent. Baston. A lot of people, um, Engl- English people, from uh, they have easier times doing Southern accents because they're actually very similar to an English accent. They pronounce a lot of the vowels the same, but they have oh. problems doing like New York and Boston. Boston is the one that no one in England is like, I'm not doing Boston. That's fair. You That's also fair. watch uh, Black Mass with Bandit Karmbatch as a Boston man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did. So now qualms, everyone, <laughs> and not about Black Mass. Um, uh, but uh, Go ahead. Qualms. Go ahead. I have one. Go ahead. And it's it's one I didn't want to have. It's a inner turmoil with myself because arguably – for myself, it's one of the most beautiful scenes in the movie. But the bamboo dance, I don't know why. I rewatched it probably four or five times trying to figure out exactly what it was that wasn't sitting well with me. And I just, it's the crossfades. They just mm. take me oh. out of it and it becomes, it's that silly thing that we're goofy, a little goofy. And it's gorgeous. And of course, one of the most iconic shots of the entire movie Upside is in down. that scene. Yeah. Not the upside down, the one where she's turning. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. It, it, it's a beautiful shot. And every time I see that shot, I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? That is gorgeous. Uh, but I, and I get the, it's this like, you dance get, of, you get what it is, but you just don't like it. It just, it, the way it's edited yeah. gets me every time. And I'm just like, it takes me out for that bit. And then huh. at the end, I'm right back in. As soon as he cuts down <laughs> there, she cuts down the tree. Oh and man, he kind of falls. She's trying bit. to yeah. stomp on it, and he doesn't move. Anyways, yep. Uh, uh, but that's quads? it, and it has nothing to do with the wire part. Like I like the the conversation they're having, and standing on it for some reason doesn't bother me. But it's the crossfades. That's why. Yep. Any other qualms? That's my only qualm. I have one qualm, and I don't want to be hated for it, and I don't want to have it. So you could just say I it. I didn't want to have mine either. I got you because uh, I feel weird saying it, but. I'm not 100% complete a fan of the wire foo kind of thing. It's a, it's a pivotal uh, identifying thing of this movie, but there are yes. few there are few scenes that it it for me it's like that's a little silly. May I interject of course. and let you know that there is a large majority of people at least I've read a few articles that have stated this. Large majority of people in China who think this movie is very silly because of the overuse mm-hmm. of the wires. It happened in, in, in a lot of famous uh, Chinese movies in this genre. There's a lot of that jumping really high, but they're usually in like powerful moments or, you know, they're not used throughout it's, the film. It's seen more as a soap opera, mm-hmm. like technique. 
um, yeah. to be and to talk about that. And, and it's used at pivotal moments as opposed to like every fight scene. So like, you're not alone in that. I, I would say it like this, where it's kind of like it doesn't ruin you know, the experience for me. I, I, let me just say that. Throw that out. There. It, and yeah. it's not all the time. There's only a right. few scenes, a few parts where I'm like. Well, mm-hmm. it, I, I, like what, what I'm going to say is kind of like yeah. this apples to apples is kind of like anime fight scenes versus Dragon Ball Z fight scenes are very different things. Sure. Yeah, so exactly. Like That's a really one good or the comparison. other thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a style. Alone, but, it's just a style. Yeah. It's just like also like, yeah, comic book. Ang Lee fights, just took it to 11. Comic book fighting styles versus like watching the expendable fighting styles. You know, like those are yeah. two very different things. Uh, Caleb, is that it? Is that Um, that all your qualms? Oh yeah, that's it. Josh, okay. Tom, Uh, I don't at all. He doesn't. None. Not at all. Not a single. I could have told you that. (laughs) Yeah, that's why he didn't pick me. Well, he did pick me. No, he didn't pick me. (laughs) I did not pick you. I wanted to spite pick you because of something. I don't remember why. (laughs) I'm over it now. See, that's why we don't do spiteful things, folks. All right. Because then you get over it, and then you're mad that you did something out of spite. So wait, Caitlin, you don't have anything or what? I, I'm thinking really hard, and I've been trying to think of something. I guess she doesn't I have don't one. I have anything, so that's fine. I guess that's uh, So the way this answer. is going to go down for our ratings is, Tom, you're going to give yours first, then it's going to be me and Caitlin, and then Josh. How quick can he say five? I'm going to say, Caitlin, we're going to go alphabetical, so C-A-C-O, <laughs> and then Josh. Okay. Um, they should have Next called. Time it's the, you and me. We'll go reverse. They should have called this the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon because that would have been five words, and that's my number. Wow, that's, I yeah. knew it. I already had it stupid. written down as five. Extra name. I just want to <laughs> so, put that out there. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, you know, as an American viewer, as an Asian dude, blah blah. Like, you know, all the things that you mentioned, like, are all things that you can pick away and all that stuff. If if you don't like particular things, it doesn't mean it's like wrong that the, it's in the film, mm-hmm. but it's just something you don't like. Um, that's, uh, fine. And then for me watching this film, like there, there is something that, again, I think I make fun of Caitlin when I say this a lot, but it's like, but what is it about? There's a lot of beautiful films that don't have the things that we talked about in terms of qualms that have, that don't have anything to say. And so, um, this film has so much more to say than a lot of films in the last 17 years. So I agree. Caitlin? Five. Five. (laughs) What? What am I? What? what she got no qualms. What would I change? What would I? What, you, she doesn't what? even have words. Huh? Would you, would you want a words. visual novel of this? Huh? Dating, I was like, would you play a dating sim of this? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Hell this yeah. This would be the best dating sim ever. There'd and you be get fighting the cool and love. Scenes. <gasps> um, five. For me, it's 4.8. 4.8 for Corey. Uh oh. What if they're May- right? Maybe. They might it be. Was, <laughs> Uh, yeah, four point eight. I think this is a fantastic film. Um, I, got, I have nothing bad to say about it. It's just that's where it sits on my scale. I I wouldn't. I don't think I would personally change a thing. But it's also not a movie that I'm rushing back to watch a lot. As a let me study this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Josh, <laughs> this is the number that I've had had written down for weeks. Yeah. Uh huh. Four point eight. It's a five. Oh, oh my nerd on nation, God. y'all! I wouldn't. So I, I did wouldn't, you wrong. I did you dirty. <laughs> my qualm doesn't. I, like I said, I, I and I'm gonna copy paste what Tom said. It, there's, it with my adult eyes seeing this, I was just yeah. 
there was so much to it that I was like, oh man, I was. I did the Nerd on Nation dirty. I owe everyone in Patreon an apology. Or maybe they know <laughs> you more than you know yourself. Possibly. Oh. Uh, maybe some of them do, and I can tell you who do. Who? Who know me more than myself? Who knew? Uh, that would be Mitchell G, Mora, and Lukian. Oh, nice. Shout out. Y'all got it right. Y'all got it right. <laughs> you got that 4.8 grump. <laughs> None of hey, us here. Yeah. Man. I mean, okay. What are you going to do? Like this movie though. And mm-hmm. also, I, I don't know why I didn't bring this up earlier because this was like- Why didn't you bring this such up? Such an really? important thing. Shoosh you. Uh, an important thing to me because, again, from the same interview that I was watching, it was a very long interview, Ang Lee was talking about the scene of Lee Mubai and you under the moonlight and being, like, worried about what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that is one of his earliest memories. Mm. When he was, like, a year and a half old, he was sick as a as a child, and he remembers it was, like, nighttime, and his parents were, like, over, like, talking over him of, like, what are we going to do? Mm. So like, and this is the movie that he has always wanted to make. Mm. So this is kind of like, in a way, a culmination of both his life and like his dream, I feel like, of what he wanted to do and make. And like having your earliest memory be immortalized in a movie, like that's crazy. That's how you make films. Well, he, he also No more to, film by committees. Sorry. I, I mean, seeing other things about like him talking about his life growing up of, Kind of the stereotypical expectation that's put on him, but wanting to be an artist of like, and why this movie is important to him as well. Of oh like yeah, that freedom yeah. of expression and whatnot. So he's a he's a very interesting guy. It's very yeah. it's very cool to look at the gamut of the films that he has made. Uh, of yeah. just seeing yeah. the 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 difference of like, I'm gonna try that. Fucking <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, like, I feel like, I feel like we're we're beginning to wrap up here. Like and since complete. we're near the end, I feel like we have to talk about just quickly what everyone thought the ending was. Oh, I know what the ending is. Well, you say it. Well, she jumps off because it's her wanting to be free. She doesn't choose love. She just chooses her own, like, to do her own life. And is it suicide? Maybe. But it's the fact that she's making her own choice and she, for once in this fucking film is actually free. Mm-hmm. But is that her actually doing like committing suicide or is she just like having a good, like, like glider sugar glider moment down the side of the mountain to and me, then she's going to like walk m- away matter. Yeah. That's the thing. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. It matters what she actually made a choice of. Yeah. And because I think she, that it's open-ended on purpose. And that's the thing. And I'm going to say this, Caitlin, and I, I love that you brought the question up, but us as American audiences don't uh, we are we have trouble with open-ended en- endings and we feel entitled that That's we should change we, we deserve we deserve an answer but no we don't oh I, I don't I don't I don't no, want an, I don't want an, calm yourself we, and shush while think. I talk but I don't need an answer I was just, just curious of what everyone what else's did you think, thoughts were because to me it was like from that initial lesson she got from Lee Mumbai of saying you have to throw yourself away to find yourself again. Like that was her casting off all of the like it's more of a like, symbolic fall. Like symbolic she fall. Afloat? Like she's not actually she can, like she's not committing to me it wasn't committing suicide. It was I'm going to throw myself literally away 
to symbolize that, like, I'm no longer that person I was before. Now I'm going to train in Wudan and, like, mm. have the life that both you wanted and I wanted at the same time. But, but I have it. to not be the person who I was so that I can be that person. That's I'm what it learned, meant to me. I'm going to learn from all these mistakes these people made for me. It, yes. if, if we're going in terms of, like, what that ending would be, I would actually honestly say it was her. She did physically jump. And she doesn't die, but then she just travels the land. Because be. it's that sense of, like, she doesn't belong to anyone. Mm-hmm. And she chooses not to belong to anyone. Nice. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. we get the the shot, reverse shot of the of Dark Cloud being like, oh, it's kind of like Birdman. Anyways, so it's exactly, that, that's it. That's, that's, what I, that's for me. Well, yeah, the, and that's why I was asking is, like, to me, that's what the ending was. And to you, that's what the ending was. Yeah. And that's, like, why I love the ending. But at the same time, the, min- the minute the film ended and the credits started rolling, I went, what? Because it's, like, you get to decide what that meant, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the moral of the, the story, too, is that these old masters are telling a young person that, you know, the choice is yours. It's kind of like yeah. the end of Watchmen, where it's like, I leave this completely up to you. Where it's like, you Josh. make those decisions. Um, Any thoughts? I mean, I really like those interpretations. I literally went to. <laughs> she oh, died. she jumped to her death. That's yeah, where I that's went. Fine. That's uh, why it's open ended, though. That's, yeah. it's up to whoever's watching it to the ultimate freedom. Project a decide. Bit. Uh, I feel complete. I feel I'm complete. Um, everybody, now at home, I feel complete. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, tell us your thoughts. Reach out to us on Discord. There, uh, join that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord, and there is a channel that is called Movies. Let's continue the conversation over there. Uh, you can also f- feel free to reach out, uh, slip and slide into those Touch DMs me. on all of our social media, which is nerdon.tv, nerdon.tv on everything, everything: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's nerd on TV. Let's check it out. Uh, We also, all of these episodes do go to YouTube. So if you want to see the funny faces we make or the silly things that we do sometimes, uh, check out the YouTube. Um, Check out our website. That is a easy thing to have a one stop of everything. It has all of the links to everything that we do. uh, Nerdon.tv. And there's also something... I'd like to point out on our website is that there is a part where you can see every all of the companies that we're partnered with, uh, including Comixology, where you can get digital comics, uh, Amazon, uh, Newegg, Blueberry, who is our podcast media host. Um, a lot of companies over there that if you're if you shop with them, you support NerdOn. A little bit of the every transaction goes to us, and just like with the NerdOn Nation, it, it allows us to get better and keep growing. Um, but yeah, that has been the episode. Stop by, rate and review us. That's the last important thing. Rate and review us and share us with your friends and your family. Get the word it's out. Like, it's like someone coming up to you with a, a big old <laughs> mug of hot chocolate that they've put like a little bit of vanilla and cinnamon in. And then they put some marshmallows on top and it's like hot and perfect. And they hand it to you. That's what getting a review is like. Damn. It's like you just handed us a mug filled with delicious hot chocolate. That's what nice. it feels like. All right. So, That's you know, drop us, drop us that review. And so that rate. do that thing. <laughs> do that thing. I went Give a little a hard mug. today, but um, I'm thinking about hot chocolate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, that is the episode. Thank Gotta you so much it. for listening. Take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always, nerd, nerd on. on.
Ending broadcast.